1: Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously as we take these movies seriously. This week, we are watching a movie that has strong ties to your youth? Young adulthood?
0: Sure, or medium adulthood. (laughs)
1: Medium adulthood. When you weren't... As old as you are now. When I was less old.
0: Yeah, like (laughs) yesterday when we watched this movie. Yes. I have seen every Evil Dead movie, every Evil Dead TV series, except for the remake movies, which I now feel is a problem because this feels like it belongs with the remake movies, even though I haven't seen them.
1: You've also seen every movie that Bruce Campbell is in because you're kind of mildly <laughs> obsessed with him.
0: I probably haven't seen even half of the movies he's in.
1: Well, that's true. But you've seen a lot. Uh-huh. And you like movies made by Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot about the Evil Dead series that's, you know, things that you then I mean, become attached to. It's my
0: thing because it's, it's horror... And it it's over the top, it's gory, it's violent, it's dark, it's like angry and unpleasant, but it takes none of that seriously. Yeah. it's ridiculous, yeah, and that's that's my thing is you you have that dark stuff and you enjoy it, but you make fun of it because life isn't that it's it's okay to have fun, yeah.
1: So this week, we are specifically talking about Evil Dead Rise from 2023.
0: Very current.
1: Very current. And I guess the place I want to start with is how does this Evil Dead compare to the Evil Dead of your less old days?
0: This is where I find the problem and why I don't know what to say about this movie. I feel like I'm ready to hear what you say about this movie because... From the get-go with this one, I felt like angry at it.
1: (laughs) Really? Why were you angry at it? What does that mean?
0: I heard a lot of people say, oh, yay, it's more Evil Dead. And it's, you know, like they would say things, I I don't remember exactly, but that it was, you know, sticking to the legacy and, you know, belonging in the Evil Dead. And I feel unqualified to judge this because of because of that attachment you talked about. Like, I'm protective of my baby. And
1: <laughs> and your baby is all the parts that were not in this one?
0: <laughs> kind of. Like Bruce Campbell? Like Bruce Campbell. I mean, there was not only no Bruce Campbell, but there was no equivalent. There was nothing going in that direction. Like, this is not like that.
1: You're just mad that nobody lost a hand and then replaced that hand with a chainsaw.
0: Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. So I am looking forward to hearing your take because I think you'll see this more just as a movie. And, you know, how did it do as a movie? And I I feel like I'm having a very hard time with that idea.
1: Interesting. Well, so to start off, I am not the Evil Dead fan that you are. I know. I've seen many of them with you. And while I appreciate the kind of the dark humor that the Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell and the Evil Dead series have. Like I do appreciate that. It's a little too comical for me. Campy? Yes.
0: Campbelly.
1: That that is exactly it. It is too campy. I am not overly fond of camp. Ugh I know. Girlfriend. I'm not overly fond of camp in any sense of the word. I didn't go to Sleep camp? over camp. I don't like camping. <laughs> I don't Sometimes like Sometimes when you're movies. out camping,
0: motorcycle demons will drive up and possess you.
1: <laughs> yeah, none of that is fun. I don't like any of it. No, I just I've I've never felt that attachment to the Evil Dead movies because they're just not at all my kind of movie. So I tolerate them, but I have never like wanted to see an Evil Dead movie. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to me. That I got to the end of this movie and was like, oh, okay. I see how this is an Evil Dead movie. Like it it stayed true to like uh, visually, like the colors and everything. Mm-hmm. The fact that so many of the people by the end of the movie were completely <laughs> coated in yes, blood. They
0: were just solid red from <laughs> just head completely to toe. Completely
1: red is a very evil dead visual to me. Yeah. You know, it was it was gory to the right level. It matched the previous evil dead. It had the same kind of like creepy darkness. It was obviously the same kind of scary, you know, possession and, and, you know, weird culty religion stuff. But at the same time, I was able to connect with these characters in a way that I've never really felt like I connected with the evil dead characters in the past. Bruce Campbell! I literally have never cared about any of the people in Evil Dead movies dying. Like, I'm just like, whatever. These these people are all movie fodder to me. And in this movie, I actually cared about the relationships between the different characters.
0: Well, that's something interesting about this movie that I thought was almost, like, sacrilegious, was most of the characters are children and they Mm -hmm. get possessed and die and get torn to pieces and all of that.
1: Not only that, but like at the beginning, you know, it was the two sisters, the really responsible older Mm -hmm. sister and the, the goofball younger sister, who's always getting into trouble and has to have her older sister save her. Like it was that dynamic only now the older sister's having some trouble and there's, you know, that's kind of getting flipped on its head i liked that i thought i bought into it i liked that they were both kind of like punk rock kind of girls yeah women they were grown women i liked that all the kids were kind of like had clearly been raised in that sort of like free range child kind of punk rock style and that there were strong relationships between all of them and then i saw i was like oh here it is mom dies aunt who doesn't have children and doesn't know if she wants to have children is now in charge of children like ooh, this is so like I know how this goes and then she failed miserably
0: but she <laughs> was supposed to take care of those kids
1: those thing her sister said to her before she became completely taken over by the demon was, don't let it get my babies.
0: That's true. Like
1: literally that was the last thing she said and within five minutes, one of the babies was gone.
0: And I mean, that's what the you, daughter. that's what you expect from a movie. Is okay. These are children. They're going to be fine, and you right. know the story is going to be about her like sacrificing herself to save yes. them or something. But no, nope, they just she would not pay attention to them leaving the room, and they get mm. eaten by a demon,
1: possessed by a demon. Surprise! Now she's standing on the stove eating a wine glass. <laughs> like I don't know. I
0: mean, that's normal children <laughs> behavior, though. <laughs>
1: There is there is a part of me as a childless adult <laughs> who has grown past the point of wanting my own children or feeling the need to have my own children to the point where children are a little baffling to me and overwhelming <laughs> and too noisy and oh, t- sure. you know all of that. There is a part of me that related to that. Like, yes, all of this insanity that is happening is sort of what it feels like when I spend a lot of time with children Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah it was I thought it was fun that they took that trope of auntie has to take care of the kids now learn how to be a good mom and she didn't even have the chance to learn how to be a good mom she (laughs) like it was one afternoon and it was done
0: yeah I mean the little girl got away right no no
1: nope. because I have a note at the end that says and she loses Cassie but maybe that was no, I think Cassie came back.
0: <laughs> they all come back.
1: <laughs> they come back wrong. No. Um, I thought she had lost Cassie, but then so there's a there's a misdirect where we think Cassie gets... I forget how we think yeah, Cassie gets know. taken. And then Cassie comes back and helps her wood chip the monster. Yeah, spoilers. With Chekhov's wood chipper, because we saw that thing early on.
0: Yeah, Chekhov owns a lot of lawn and landscaping supplies. <laughs> yes.
1: yes, he does. Why? Why did they have a wood chipper in the basement of their of their condemned building?
0: Well, I'm going to tell you, Soli. Okay. It's not a condemned building. It's a dumpy building. It
1: was a condemned building. Ah, they had to leave... At the end of the month, because they were going to tear it down.
0: But they lived there, and so did several other families, one of which was somebody who runs a landscaping business. And his wood chipper was parked in the parking garage.
1: Do we know that, or are you making that up?
0: I'm making it up. Okay. But it makes perfect sense.
1: Okay, except that I feel like we know exactly who still lives in this condemned building. It's Ellie and her three kids, it's the Two kids with their nurse mom, who was working night shift, and we never saw her, who lived down the hall. Yeah, one of them has a crush on Ellie's oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. It's the old guy, Mister Fonda,
0: who runs a landscaping business, as we know.
1: I mean, it's possible he had the chainsaw I think. and he had and a, he had a shotgun. shotgun, which he never once called a boomstick, which is disappointing.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Um, and then there's the young guy Gabriel, who. I think had a crush on Ellie. Like, I think he was like thinking he was going to slide in now that Ellie's husband had left, but uh, I don't know. Maybe he was just a nice guy. It's hard to tell with movies, whether <laughs>
0: yeah
1: <laughs> what they're trying to show. Um, and then there's Jessica who is from the prologue and the epilogue, but and doesn't actually have anything in. to do with yeah. the actual, she never lit. She literally never shows up during the action of the movie, which I thought was really funny because I had completely <laughs> forgotten that she existed. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do you think those two kids run a landscaping business? Yeah. Yeah. To go back, though, I, I really I liked the way they flipped that trope on its head and made it completely different. And I don't want to say that I like watching children be murdered. That sounds <laughs> a little sketch. But I did think that they the fact that it went in a completely different path than you would expect, given how movies usually go, gave it kind of a a refreshing, like, unique storyline. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt like this was a new story, but with the very strong feel of an Evil Dead movie.
0: Yeah. You don't know who's going to live or die, because they make it very clear that anybody's at risk. And they... This evil is very contagious. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't get a drop of the blood of the zombie monsters on you.
1: Unless you're Cass or... And you
0: drown in an ocean of it. Yeah, Like,
1: I don't know why. I I literally don't know (laughs) why Beth and Cass were not possessed. Because everyone else was so fast. It's actually reminiscent of Emily in the Beach House, where I'm like, how? How did you survive? There's Mm -hmm. no way that you didn't catch this thing that everyone else caught. So, I don't know. That felt a little unbelievable. But it's also in keeping with Evil Dead. Like, (laughs) I I fully expected everyone except one. I like that it was the two who survived, because you have to have someone to survive for the next one. You have to have someone who's going to come back with, you know, a chainsaw arm or something.
0: And they definitely made sure to point out a chainsaw and get that in there as a key component.
1: And Beth did have, like, the monster, like, stabbed a thing of glass oh. through her hand at one yeah, point. And that's so she right. spent, like, half the movie with her hand all wrapped up in duct tape. I didn't which even
0: think about that. is yeah.
1: probably not great emergency medical care. I mean, I don't know, maybe Speaking duct tape. Speaking of
0: that emergency medical care, <laughs> she gets stabbed in the hand. The monster. Somehow gets off of her and goes and attacks Bridget. Jumps Mm -hmm. on top of Bridget and is going after her with a tattooing needle.
1: To the eyeball.
0: To the eyeball, like you do. Mm -hmm. And rather than run over and save her, here's those mom instincts, she's wrapping her hand up with tape or whatever. Yeah. Before going after to help.
1: I mean, you don't want to bleed out, but... In the moment, yeah. It was maybe not the best choice.
0: It was not good.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know, that stab wound festering inside a whole bunch of duct tape and getting all sweaty and gross while she finishes fighting off this demon. Maybe she's going to lose that hand. Maybe she'll have to put a chainsaw there. With
0: gallons of demon blood soaking through that bandage.
1: Right? Mm -hmm. So, okay. That makes me think. Shortly after that, when Bridget had like... Cause the tattoo needle like sliced across her Uh cheek and she had like the, you know, blood poisoning spider stripes coming out from the wound kind of (laughs) thing, starting to cover her face. I was like, oh, here's the moment because Bridget was pretty tough and I'm like, okay, she's in the kitchen. She's like got the stove on. She's got this hot frying pan. I'm like, she's going to like heat that frying pan up and like, like brand herself on the face to stop this thing. I was fully expecting that. Yeah. Didn't happen. Instead, the next time we see her, she's crouched on the cabinets eating a wine glass because she doesn't like the worms that are in her stomach.
0: Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's how they go. And I think that's the thing is the the blood getting into your system, which is why it's perfectly fine for it to be all over your face and in your mouth and whatever.
1: I guess. I don't know. But yeah.
0: I think that makes sense for the sequel that, you know, it's going to soak in there and she's going to be like, it got in my hand and it went bad, so I had to lop it off at the wrist. <laughs> and then she's got a chainsaw.
1: Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll it see. does make me want to maybe watch the remakes of the oh. other ones. Because if they're more like this, like, I enjoyed this movie much more than I enjoyed the original.
0: Solely, solely, solely. I
1: know. There was way less monster cam, and I am not a fan of monster cam. But
0: they definitely made sure to bring in the monster oh, cam. Oh,
1: for sure. That was one of the ways that they were very true to the Evil Dead. There was a monster cam. There was also a monster cam psych out. Yes. Or fake out. Because the very beginning. there was a drone that, you know, someone was just playing pranks with. But... I I do feel like I like this modernized version of it more. And I don't know exactly why. I think I liked these people more than I liked the people
0: Mm-mm. in the previous movies. No, no Bruce Campbell.
1: And I also think that I kind of liked it being set in an apartment building in the city more than out in the middle of the woods. I don't know. I don't know why though.
0: Well, that was a, that was an interesting, you know, change to give you a very different scenario, but it's one of these stories where it's just like the evil is so pervasive and unstoppable that you're Mm -hmm. like, what are you even going to do? And that's kind of how the movie ends is they definitely win because they run it through a wood chipper. But as we find out with Jessica, it's still alive it's just in very small pieces right.
1: the little each, all of the little chunks jessica's like freaking out because there's clearly been a murder in the basement yeah and was it just me and my like vision not being what it used to be, <laughs> or were those little pieces all kind of like wiggling a little bit? Like, yeah,
0: there were things moving. Like,
1: like, m- like iron filings wiggle a little <laughs> bit when they're close to a magnet. Like they were like, oh, here she goes. Well, they were.
0: Yeah, I think they were trying to come back together and yeah, be something.
1: And then we know because of the prologue that they got in Jessica, and then by the time Jessica got to the cabin, she was demonized, mm-hmm. and then. She got her friend Teresa and her boyfriend Caleb. Those guys, I didn't care about at all.
0: Well, you're not supposed to.
1: But yeah, it is very clear that they did not win. That the evil is still out
0: there. Yeah, but they did win. They got out and they're free. But who knows? But you know, what it's gonna happen,
1: right? It's gonna be like any of the other movies, you know, of that have these like long running series where. Oh, just when they thought they were out, they get pulled back in, right? Yes,
0: they get pulled back in by a multitude of arms.
1: That was new.
0: Well, that was interesting. Sort of. The idea is weird because Ellie is possessed. She's the main one. She gets some limbs chopped off. And for some reason, her two possessed kids come running over and just start tearing tearing into her. Uh Uh-huh. And then we'd later discover that what they were doing was
1: climbing and climbing her? in
0: to make a multi part monster out of all of them, which is real freaky.
1: It was real freaky. And I it was cool though because we had seen a bunch of things. Like if if you look at when Danny's flipping through the Necronomicon mm-hmm at the beginning and you, like, look at what's going on, I was like, um, some of those faces look familiar to me. Like, I was like, this is, this is not, this does not bode well for this family. And then a lot of the things that he saw in the book are things that happened, right? That was one of them. Like, we saw this like weird multi-limbed creature. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then they become that multi-limbed creature. I don't remember if we see it before or after they create it, but it's it's shown that it's yeah. in the book.
0: And that was just a bad move. I guess they did it because Ellie wasn't very functional with m- several missing limbs, but the giant multi-limbed monster was not nearly as effective as three humans. Yeah. would be.
1: I mean, I don't know if demons have the same thought process that we have in terms of, you know, what's
0: they seem rather the
1: most effective and aggressive. Yeah. The motivation there, sort of like when we were talking about Nope and like, (laughs) like antlers motivation Mm -hmm. is different from everyone else's. Like maybe a demon's motivation is not necessarily to win, but to win (laughs) with like the most creepy way possible.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, That is a classic Evil Dead thing that is less common, which is that the demons are really trying to upset people. Yes. Like, they want to kill you, and they want to possess you, but they also really want to make you unhappy and angry.
1: And that was one of the things. Like, this, it's probably a good thing that those kids didn't live, and I think Cass is going to have some serious, like therapy needs yeah for sure i mean beyond the fact that she watched her entire family get murdered <laughs> because that demon was vicious with its words like yeah. he knew exactly he she it i don't know the don't demon misgender
0: the demon knows
1: exactly where your most sensitive spot is and goes straight for it hardcore <laughs> demon this demon was a mean girl yeah. And that is that is definitely a very Evil Dead thing. Like, the Evil Dead demon has always been like that. Other things that felt very Evil Dead to me were the profusive milky vomiting.
0: That was fun. Never unpleasant.
1: And also, oh, the scene in the elevator with the... It's not vines, because uh, the vines yeah. would have been out in the woods, but all the, like electrical wires and yeah. stuff that captured ellie and were like holding her up that was that was one of the creepier scenes i felt like mm. and and very in a very like dark creepy horror artistic way
0: well i have never liked cheese graters and <laughs> no. i don't know that i've seen a movie exploit that fear
1: not as not before. the way this one did
0: I mean, it's not even that bad, technically. It's just, like, scraped on her leg, but... Oh, eesh. but it made my
1: stomach hurt, you for don't, sure.
0: You don't want to get grated. Nobody does.
1: Everyone goes for the easy one, which is the mandolin. Yeah. And that's, obviously, everyone knows a mandolin is deadly. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows a paper cutter is deadly, right? Yeah. But, you know, Sam Raimi, he went a lo- layer more and went for the cheese grater. Gotta respect it. Yeah. Gotta respect it. Um, One of the gorier, more disgusting deaths, I thought, maybe it wasn't, I mean, it was kind of gory. It definitely wasn't the goriest, but it was one of the more disgusting deaths, was when the demon bit out Gabriel's eyeball. Yeah. Which, that was the gory part, but then spit it into the kid's mouth so that kid choked to death.
0: That's very classic Evil Dead. Of course, there was also an eyeball cam for that. Of
1: course, but yeah, like the, the there's like a weird layer of like I don't know if irony is the right word for irony? that. <laughs> irony is that there. the right word? But like, of all the horrific things that are happening, this kid's gonna <laughs> choke to death. Yeah, but it's on an eyeball. Like, there's just something about that that's very, very Evil Dead.
0: Yeah, that's pretty horrible. So this is a gory movie a little bit. Super
1: gory. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like there are parts of it that I definitely couldn't look at, but then there were also parts of it where I'm like, this is super gory, but it's almost cartoonish in how gory it is. Yeah. So then it's not bothering me anymore.
0: But like, not not fun cartoonish like an Evil Dead movie though. Mean cartoonish.
1: Was it? I mean,
0: I mean, yeah, but it was
1: meaner. But I guess yeah. I never really felt like Evil Dead was fun, cartoonish.
0: There is your problem.
1: Yeah, but yeah, there were definitely parts where it went so extremely gory that I, it went past mm-hmm. me caring. I was like, yeah, this is this is clearly not real. Yeah. So you laughed when Beth or made some had some kind of reaction. When Beth stood up, like, toward the end, and she was about to, like, wood chip the monster, she stood up, and it was it was a very Evil Dead shot where it was, like, up from the ground looking at her, so she looked really tall and strong, and she says, Come get some. And you had a reaction to that, and it, it, that made me think that that's a direct quote what? from a previous Evil Dead movie. I'm
0: sure that it is, but did she have the chainsaw at that point?
1: I... Maybe
0: I feel like at some point, like she got tossed the chainsaw and caught it, and uh, you know, and it was dramatic and haha. Let's
1: who would have tossed be Tough. Her? I don't think Cass th- is going to be no, throwing a chainsaw. No, I think the chainsaw. demon
0: did it. Oh, the demon threw it at her, so she just picked it up <gasps> oh, off the ground, yeah. actually. Yeah. But it was that it was, she was. It was trying to make her like Ash, but it's without the campiness. It's yeah. not the same thing you know it's not this hero who's over the top totally confident you know for no reason yeah (laughs) and incompetent at the same time
1: (laughs) although there was some of that because she was very incompetent yeah but i don't know that she ever felt competent that's the difference
0: yeah i mean she was running in fear the whole movie like anybody would be (laughs) instead of being this over the top cartoon hero like captain hammer
1: yeah yeah
0: and that i think that is fundamentally what the difference is like those evil dead movies of the past which evil dead one is quite a bit different but you know the evil dead 2 army of darkness and especially ash versus evil dead the series which is my favorite is it's kind of like a superhero story except the superheroes don't have any superpowers they're just as confident as superheroes and no reason as weirdly successful as superheroes like you know they'll whip out a chainsaw and they'll beat a room full of demons because (laughs) just because they do
1: but almost more in a what's the um who's the the superhero who was with deadpool who's like just super lucky all the time oh domino yeah it's like that like there's no, yeah. it's just the fates are like, yep, Well, I that's mean, the, how it's going to play that's out. That's part
0: of the story, too, is that like Ash is like the chosen one or something. And so for some reason he is, you mm. know, des- he's like the Slayer, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's not actually competent. He's just really full of himself. Yeah. And th- that's a really fun, goofy story, which, you know, none of that was in this. This is just, you know, like a standard horror movie, except that. The demons are really over the top and mm-hmm. crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been interesting to see, because there's a part of me that is like, oh, well, that's what happens when you make the main characters women instead of middle-aged white dudes.
0: <laughs> it makes me think, though. I mean, like, like you could have done Goofy, over-the-top
1: Well, that's the thing. I would have kind of enjoyed then seeing yeah. Beth be that person. And she's just, like, fumbling her way <laughs> through her life. And just, it just keeps kind of working out enough.
0: But I'm going to throw some controversy in here. Okay, bring I'm it. I'm just going to get let's, right in here by the microphone. Close.
1: Let's get real close. Yeah.
0: Here's the thing. Uh-huh. I'm not an incel or anything.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned about where this is going.
0: But... When Doctor Who became a woman, he, now she, became so much less competent and so much less confident. Mm. And that was all in the writing. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of that same thing. It's like the male writers were like, well, we can't have a woman be feeling good about herself and thinking she knows what she's doing. So the story's got a lot less fun in that season.
1: It might even in both of those cases, it might even be even less insidious than that where, or maybe more insidious. I don't know (laughs) where they're not doing it intentionally. They're just like, how would this character behave? And because (laughs) of all of the training that we have coming at us, every Mm -hmm. moment of every day about how men behave and how women behave. Like they can't even conceive of a woman behaving in that same ridiculous way Yeah, because that's not how women are socialized.
0: And I think in Dr. Who, that's just bad writing because she is the same person. So she should have the same skills and the same confidence.
1: Right. I mean, I think in both situations, it's, it's, it's being influenced by outside things unintentionally like that you yeah. don't necessarily realize you're being influenced but that you're having the character make different choices strictly because of what they look like now yeah is um, sure. is interesting
0: although interesting. i mean in this case i think a big part of it is they were like you know we're doing a new thing we're mm-hmm. doing a darker evil dead mm-hmm. you know not so silly not so campy but it also happens to work out that this time it's a girl, and girls can't do things with chainsaws.
1: Girls aren't so campy. Yeah. Girls don't like camping. <laughs> next, The next Evil Dead movie is going to be glampy.
0: Glampy. <laughs> they could totally do that. That would be a good one.
1: A glampy movie?
0: Well, yeah. Just like, you know, it's they're they're, they're out in the woods, and, you know, the creepy cabin in the woods, but they're not... They refuse to go in there. they're the like, cabin. I'm not
1: staying in that cabin. They're going to stay We're in there. We're going to go stay at this hotel. No, no.
0: They have a glitzy tent that they brought An
1: RV, totally. An, an RV.
0: RV. And it's got Christmas lights around it and all of that stuff. And it's. Sure. And they're drinking champagne. But then she's the demons gotta, come. she's got to have
1: her hair dryer. <laughs> Speaking of writing women in certain ways. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we haven't talked about Stephanie. Stephanie
0: is a major character.
1: Stephanie is. A doll's head on a broomstick.
0: She sure is. That
1: Cass made in order to protect herself and her family from, like, a ghost that her brother told her about that lived in their apartment. The ghost of a banker, Or in their apartment building. And so Stephanie comes in multiple times, like... Early on, the broomstick gets broken, and I totally was like, oh, my gosh, one of these kids is going to die before the demon even comes because somebody's (laughs) going to get stabbed with this pointy stick. But they didn't. And instead, the demon gets stabbed. I mean, someone does get stabbed with the pointy stick, but it's after they're possessed.
0: Appropriately stabbed.
1: Yes. But see, that ended up being one of those many, many situations throughout this movie where something happens, and the demon stops attacking... But then starts attacking again later Mm -hmm. because it wasn't actually impacted at all. And I'm like, why did you stop then? Why? I mean,
0: maybe it's like, you know, puts it off. It's got to get over it.
1: It did make me think of the Doctor Who episode that we watched recently where the Cybermen were constantly like anything new that (laughs) happened to them. They'd be like upgrading Uh and then they would be able to handle that thing. Like that's how the demon was. A stick through the head was a problem. For a little while, and then Until they upgraded. figured out it was fine. Yeah. A pair of scissors up the nose was a problem, and then they figured out how to get around it.
0: Let's see if it was like a serious horror movie, they could have had, like, you know, like the demon is like these. Veins running around inside the body, Mm -hmm. like you know, Mm -hmm. that starts with that cut and goes and spreads Mm -hmm. around your body, and then you stab it through the head and you've stopped it, but then it can grow back around to refill the gap.
1: I had that same thought because a couple times it got stabbed through the brain, and I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, maybe the through the brain is the thing you'd think, but it wasn't. And I was like, Oh, it just needed time to like rewire the neurons or whatever. Like, I don't know
0: yeah it's all very scientific
1: it it's very sciencey Ratings.
0: I have mentioned my difficulty in rating this film because i'm attached to the history of this franchise and this is very different and so i spent a lot of my time you know making those comparisons and thinking about what would ash do wwad solely
1: <laughs> wwad
0: and so like i kept like kind of coming out of the movie and being like wait a minute you know this is not that this is something else is it good and it was really hard because it does do a lot of evil dead stuff and so you've got those weird, crazy demons that you don't see in anything else. But then they're not being quipped back at by the people. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's That's what gave me such a hard time even being able to tell if this movie was like decent as a movie. Like, I'd like is that good or is that ridiculous? I I still don't know. I, I don't know what to make of this movie because it's got half the silliness but not the other half. And... That's very confusing for me. Mm -hmm. So I wish you were rating first this week, but it seems like you're not.
1: Nope, you gotta pick a number.
0: So taking it as it is, this movie by itself is so hard to do.
1: (laughs) It It is intriguing watching how painful this process is for you right now.
0: This is the hardest movie to review of all movies. I think... That it presented a fine scenario, resolved in a reasonable way. It was entertaining. It's fine. It's fine, solely.
1: <laughs> okay. What so number are you going to give this fine movie?
0: We're going to give it three and a half backwards records out of five.
1: Okay. And we're
0: going to wash our hands of it.
1: Okay. That is fascinating because I had no difficulty coming up with what number I was going to give it knew what I was going to say immediately as soon as we started thinking about it. I knew
0: I wanted your input on this.
1: And I came at it completely opposite of what you did. I think, I don't know. I enjoyed a lot of things about this movie. I liked the characters. I thought it was a very well done movie. I mean, it's Sam Raimi is amazing. He just does like, he just does.
0: He just does. He
1: just does. And I don't know how much hands-on he had in this, but he it was clearly some of him, um, you know, like, his ideas. Definitely. Either he saying, let's do this, or someone who had very closely studied the things that he does. I
0: did see Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were executive producers, for sure.
1: Yeah, and I saw that, but that doesn't necessarily I mean know. anything. Yeah. Like, other than they gave money.
0: They gave their thumbs up.
1: But yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Someone, either he was involved or someone who really has paid attention to what he does, was in charge because it, it had a lot of that same skill level. I think it was a very pretty movie, if that's the right word to use. Like it, it wasn't like pretty, pretty, <laughs> but I think it was a very artistically done movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I enjoyed it. That being said, I enjoyed it for what it was, which is a gory style horror movie, which is not my favorite kind of horror movie. Yeah, so I am also going to give this movie three and a half backwards records out of five. Ooh. but I think sort of for opposite reasons as you are, and I'm giving it I'm giving it that as a like way to go movie. you scored higher <laughs> than I expected you to, whereas you're giving a three and a half as like, Eh. I
0: don't know. I, I'm not sure what. I <laughs> well, can't. I can't discern because it
1: underperformed for you and it overperformed for me. I think I is, guess so. is what it boils down to. I so, guess. Yeah. So I mean, I guess I would watch other Evil Dead remakes now I'm just to see like them. what are they like? Are they more campy or are they more like this? I
0: think they're not campy, and that makes me sad. It does mean that I would have to spend half an hour waffling back and forth during the. Re- recording
1: i mean we don't have to review them all we could just watch them
0: but then they'll know you just said it (laughs) and they're gonna know we watched them
1: surprise you guys sometimes we watch horror movies that we don't talk about really not very often but occasionally it's true all right well that's that for this week then
0: yep let's get out of this 2022 2023 nonsense and head back somewhere
1: I feel like I want to look at the movies we've watched over the past year and find a decade that we... Mm. What decade have we spent the least time in? Okay. I'm going to guess it's like the 90s.
0: I mean, if you count all the decades, probably the 1600s was low on the list.
1: I'm going to say maybe we focus on the decades that had movie making as a part of them.
0: Okay, good plan. We'll see you next week with a movie from the years in which movies were made.
1: (laughs) Yay! Yay! Bye!
0: say a thing.